What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I was just uh, asked by uh, one of my researchers, Glenn, why aren't you covering this story uh, today? And I said, because I don't feel like there's a solution to that. Um, And if there's not a solution, we've got enough problems. And I will mention that problem so people are aware of it, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time if I don't think there's a solution here that can actually be done. That's why I'm I'm just at the end of my rope with Congress and the investigations. Okay, good. You have this these documents. Now what? Will anyone actually stand trial? Will anything happen? That's what I want to see. Um, I've been talking to you about the situation with our dollar for a while and been telling you that uh, you can't let this UCC bill pass in your state. You can find out all about it at glenbeck.com. It's a little bit wonky, but it will pave the way for the, um, the central bank digital currency, what's called CBDC. It's got, it's, it cannot pass, it cannot pass. There is something else that is going on, and I think Utah may be the only state that has this done. There may be a couple of states that has this done. Texas is now coming on board. Uh, in fact, this idea, I think, kind of was was hatched on one of our shows here on Blaze TV, Economic War Room. Um, they are now putting in front of uh, the uh, Texas House legislation that will make gold coins and silver coins legal tender. That's a big deal. I want you to listen to this, support it in Texas, and then try to get it going in your state as well. We do that in 60 seconds. If you wake up every day feeling like you just got hit by a truck, if you have aches and pains that control almost everything you do, I know what it's like, and I spent years fighting my pain, mostly unsuccessfully. But by the time I got around to trying Relief Factor, I had basically hit rock bottom and I was, you know, I didn't think that there was any hope left of actually getting out and having a pain-free day. Well, my wife made me try Relief Factor and I did because I listened to my wife and my wife is, well, she wasn't as wrong as she usually is. Oh my God. My wife was right as she almost always is. um, And uh, I take it every day and I'm out of pain, and it is a godsend to me. I got my life back. Would you just try it, please, for three weeks? 1995 trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com, 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. Okay, we have a a Texas state senator on with us. His name is Brian Hughes, um, and Texas has now introduced legislation in the House and the Senate that could make gold or silver legal tender. Senator, welcome. How are you, sir? Good. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Okay, so tell me uh, where this bill is, what it exactly does, and why it's important. Several years ago, Texas established its own gold bullion depository. Thank God. The state of Texas taxpayers you know, own a lot of gold. 
investments, and we were concerned it was being stored in New York and other places. And so we wanted our old our own bullion depository. Along with that, we wanted to have the option of trading in gold and silver. And so we've had the bullion depository established for several years. And now Senate Bill 2334 that I filed, and there's a companion in the House by Representative Razio, will allow Texas to establish a gold-backed digital currency. So we're talking about currency and backed by gold, a digital currency issued by the state of Texas. So wait, 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 you, you kind of lost me on this. Why is it digital? The idea about digital is to make it practical so that folks can use it in commerce. Of course, tied to gold, real currency backed by gold, not fiat money. And this is about the state of Texas making this available. There's also concern about what the feds may be doing, and this is a defense mechanism against that. Okay, so hang on just a second. Um, uh, first of all, have you seen the UCC bill in Texas yet? Has it gotten to Texas? And are you guys... Not. Okay, can you keep your eye out for that? Because that is laying foundational work for uh, digital currency from the Fed. Um, the idea that this is digital is does make it easier to use, but uh, what stops the state of Texas from gathering the information and doing basically, you know, I'm not saying you guys would, but uh, you start things like this and then somebody, you know, else gets in charge and you got the same problem. What stops you from doing what the Fed wants to do, which is control that money? This is something we're treading very lightly with because we have an eye on what the Feds are doing, the very thing you're describing. And Texas, we believe, needs this to defend our people against what the feds are up to. That has a lot to do with it. Of course, safeguards put in place. And I think we all agree that the government closer to the people is more responsive, uh, more accountable. And so the states uh, should be the ones doing this, not the feds. Have you been into our uh, repository, Texas? I have not. I would really like to take a tour of that. I mean, I, I, I remember talking to Rick Perry, and, and I said to him early on, you got to get your gold back. This is when I was in New York. Got to get your gold back. And uh, he said, we're working on it. And I thought for sure there was no way Texas was going to get their gold. And we did. And then we built, from what I understand, it is one of, if not the safest place uh, in Texas and one of the most incredible repositories uh, in the world. That's what I've heard. You know, Glenn, when we passed the bill, we thought about maybe putting it at the Alamo, which would be appropriate. In <laughs> just, it just right. didn't work physically. And uh, so uh, you're right. It's, uh, it makes sense. Texas needed to do it. You proposed it. Kevin Freeman, who I know works with you a lot. Yeah. I pushed this for a long time and is, is, has a lot to do with the bill we're working on now on the gold back digital. But you're exactly right. Texas has her own gold bullion depository. So this is kind of like the Glint MasterCard. That's the idea. As you know, make a transaction with that and it calculates the uh, exchange rate and does it for you. The difference with the Glint MasterCard, of course, is that you have to deal with capital gains, uh, right, since it's not Correct. currency. Correct. So our goal is to is to get the benefits of both. I thought that it said in the Constitution, states cannot produce their own currency. Interesting. It says that they can make gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. Article 1, 
Section 10, Clause 1. And so there's some litigation about this. Not much has been determined about this, but there's at least one U.S. Supreme Court indicating that gold certificates, so not the coins, but gold certificates issued by a state bank are legal tender. We don't doubt as this moves forward, there'll be litigation. The feds aren't going to like it, but things are pretty dire, as you of all people know. So we want to make sure Texas has every possible defense. Okay. So how do you get people involved? What do you need them to do? Thank you so much. So Senate Bill 2334, House Bill 4903. They've both been filed. They'll be, they'll be moving it to committees very soon. And so folks in Texas can let their legislators know how they feel about those bills. And, of course, we want input. Uh, a lot of folks are concerned about the digital aspect, as you raised. Again, we want to make sure we have a defense against what the feds are doing and just real money, gold-backed currency, real money with real value in times like these. That's great. I appreciate it. There's a reason I'm glad I live in Texas is you have your own gold and it can stand. Ryan, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Bye-bye. Um, you know, I just put a, uh, I put a poll up at glenbeck.com. I'm anxious to go over the preparedness quiz uh, with you uh, next week. We're taking a poll. It's not for individuals. It is to, to gauge the preparedness of this audience. And I'll give you the results next week. But I want you to go to glenbeck.com and take the preparedness quiz. Uh, when you do, you can also sign up for my free email newsletter. And with that, I think it might go out tomorrow. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, we're giving you all of the, the the checklist on what you should have, depending on what level you want to be at at preparedness. Um, you know, I'm I'm still looking for a, a a gently used X-ray machine. So, I mean, I'm at a different <laughs> level of preparedness. But I'd say, uh, yeah. but uh, anyway, I'm uh, uh, depending on how you want to prepare. It will help you with this checklist. You'll get that at uh, glenbeck.com by signing up for the free email newsletter. With the newsletter, you also get all of the stories that I just can't get to. Um, but it is my show prep that takes us 24 hours to go through all of the news, whittle it down to about 80 stories, and then I whittle it down to about 20 stories for the air. Um, but I read every single day all of those 80 stories, and I also read everything else to try to help collect some of those stories. Um, but uh, I think it's the news that you should read every day, and you can get it in your email box every morning it, just by signing up for my free email newsletter. My quiz score is I might survive a little disaster. Your quiz score? Yeah. Yeah. Congrats on having some of your finances set aside for emergencies and some useful tools and skills tucked away in case of an emergency. You could potentially endure a little disaster. Where did you get that? Uh, At the end end of the quiz, it just showed up. Oh, it didn't on mine. Oh, it didn't? Have you done it before? Maybe that's why. Maybe if you've done it in the past. I don't know. If I want to survive a massive financial crisis or natural disaster, I'm going to have to start stockpiling some more money and supplies. And then it says, to learn how I can be more prepared, check out Glenn's Ultimate Guide to Getting Prepared. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's, what's crazy is uh, you're going to be prepared, whatever level you want to be. Stu is at the, I have extra duck sauce, <laughs> uh, you know, portion of his life and preparedness. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're just never going to be prepared. I'm just convinced I'm going to have all of these things and then I'll be like, 
what do you mean? What do you mean we don't have that three prong extender thing? And <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll, yeah. be, it'll be something yeah. stupid like that mm-hmm. that you just never thought of. Uh, so you can just, you know, just do your best. Uh, you can find it at uh, glennbeck.com. Uh, let me go through some of the uh, the audio uh, here, because I, I think some of this is whew, quite amazing. Um, let's go with Janet Yellen yesterday about our banking system. Listen to this. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. Mm-hmm. This week's actions demonstrate our resolute commitment to ensure that our financial system remains mm-hmm, strong mm-hmm. and that depositors' savings remain safe. Mm, yeah, well, I feel <laughs> totally confident <laughs> right? with, with that. Is I that mean, just comforting to it, hear that? It really is. Yeah, our financial institutions yeah, are sound. Yeah. That, that sound you're hearing yeah. is them collapsing right yeah. now. By the way, uh, she said, uh, the, are, are we bailing out all of depositors from here on out and she said no 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 no. this was a special exception she mm. said uh only uh, we're only going to bail out all of the depositors if um 100 percent of the fed chairs uh and then the head of the big banks and then my team uh agree that they're a systemic risk oh mm. so we don't really have a law it's just we're going to we'll take it one at a time. I know that gives me comfort, you know. Wow. If I don't know for sure, I mean if it's really really clear uh what self defense is, but then somebody who just murdered somebody that maybe is connected with everybody, they just got away with it and then I was really defending myself. I had no gun. The guys were coming after me. And somehow or another, one of them slipped on a banana peel and I go to jail. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. You can't have a system of government set up that way. So wheel of fortune. I think that's fantastic. Now, there's another thing that is uh, happening this weekend. It came out last night and it's Vivek Ramaswamy's uh, uh first interview with me as a presidential candidate and um, we've invited all of the uh, candidate Nikki Haley is invited Uh, Donald Trump has been invited to come and do one hour with me just on what your vision is for the country and and I want to have the ultimate interview with each of them no gotcha questions no slanting it one way or another asking what makes you unique what is your vision for america and uh vivek who most people don't know i think this audience does uh is an intriguing candidate whether he has a chance or not to win i don't know but his voice at the debates will be really really critical because he thinks differently and i want to play one part that he talked to me about the deep state that I think is a uh, really different kind of thinking and refreshing. And I'd like to hear it from other candidates. We'll do that in 60 seconds. First, if you had the power to save a life right now, would you do it? I mean, it's not even, it's not even a question, right? Of course you can. 
if it wasn't that difficult, I mean, am I going to put my life at stake? I mean, I shouldn't ask that question. Is it going to cost me some money? How much money is it going to cost me? If you could save a life right now, well, you can. I want to talk to you about preborn. Preborn saves lives in the best possible way by introducing expecting mothers to their children via an ultrasound. That's it. When a mom who says, I think I wanted an abortion, sees her child, sees the fingers and the toes and realizes it's not just a lump of cells, but it's a baby. When they hear the heartbeat, it's one of the most powerful forces on the planet, and it saves children left and right. Dan Steiner is the guy who founded the Life Saving Ministry 16 years ago. They've saved over 200,000 babies since then. I have a goal for this audience to save 80,000 babies this year. That's a tough, tough thing. Every ultrasound is 28 bucks. Would you donate $28? We can save 80,000 children. I believe it as an audience. If you'll help, preborn.com slash Beck. Be a part of the good and the solution. Preborn.com slash Beck. Or just hit pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Paid for by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. So let me uh, let me go with um, shutting down the deep state with Vivek Ramaswamy from tomorrow's podcast. I don't think even the best intentioned, capable, unifying leader can take on that permanent state while still leaving it intact. I think you need to be willing to take steps and the exercise of executive power, as laid out in Article Two of the Constitution, to do what a president is constitutionally empowered to do. You have to shut down the administrative state. Not well. It's under his direction. Permission. He can do it exactly. So, so this is what a lot of people miss. So, I, if you don't mind getting into the details, no, here a not bit. at okay, all. Because so, so, this, this is the how is also. Mm-hmm. I said the what and the why. Mm-hmm. Well, the how kind of matters mm-hmm. too, right? So, so the reason Trump wasn't able to do it, okay, is I know a lot of the policy people who have served in the administration. They've taken, you know, I would say delicate views around mm-hmm. issues like civil service protections, right? Mm-hmm. So Congress has these civil service protections that say that you can't be fired mm-hmm. for most positions in the federal government. Mm-hmm. Now, towards the very end, the Trump administration came around to the Schedule F sort mm-hmm. of. I don't know if you're familiar with some of this stuff, but they said, okay, well, we can be really clever and maybe find more employees we could fire than we otherwise could. But as I'm going to get to in a second, that's the wrong framework. Okay, you, you have these. Under Nixon, we have these laws that I think actually created the managerial cancer, what are called impoundment prevention provisions. So there's a 1974 Anti-Impoundment Act that was passed. What does it say? If Congress allocates money for a specific agency, even if the president who's running the executive branch knows that it ought not be spent there, that it's going to go to waste, fraud, abuse, not advancing the interests of the American people, that he still has to spend it there per this congressional law. Then you have public wow. employee union protection. So there's mm-hmm. a whole there's a whole pieces to this edifice where a lot of time Republicans who, you know, are get, get, get you know, like I am up on a high horse against the deep state will say that I'm going to do these things but we need to do it by repealing all of these provisions. I'm all in favor of repealing them. Here's the dirty little secret. 
not only Democrats, but even a lot of Republicans oh, yeah. resist repealing those kinds of protections because secretly, deep down inside, they too are believers in the permanent state. Correct. Well, this is why running for president is actually the right way to have a best fighting chance of fixing this. In my view, I'm really explicit about this. Under Article 2 of the Constitution, all of those laws are unconstitutional. And I bring a perspective from the private sector as somebody who's actually built companies and run companies and fired people and fired people hired people to to, it. Exactly. To interpret an obvious fact of Article two of the Constitution, that if somebody works for you and you can't fire them, that means they don't work work for you. you. It means you work for them. I would go so far as to say it means you are their slave because you don't know why you're responsible for what they do without even having any ability to direct it. And that's actually the unfortunate, and I feel bad for him, that's the unfortunate position that President Trump found himself in. It's an incredible interview. Uh, Maybe some of the things that we should be talking about and putting into the Republican platform. It comes out tomorrow, available for Blaze subscribers now. The Glenn Beck Program. Jackie wrote in about her experience with uh, Rough Greens with her dog. She says, we ordered a sample bag of uh, Rough Greens that you were talking about, and our little chihuahua absolutely loves it. She used to take forever eating her food. I mean, of course, the kibble is probably the size of her head. She used to take forever eating it. Now she gobbles it down, actually begs for her food every night. She'll scratch on the cupboard until we feed her. Her energy is up. She runs up and down the stairs easier than she ever has. It's a wonderful product. Thank you so much. Jackie, thank you for writing in. Is that your Jackie? No, you don't have a chihuahua. What is your little rat dog? It's a Morky. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. (sighs) with a Morky. It's a, it's, 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 it's a shame. my wife's it's dog. It's a shame. Oh my it's gosh, my that wife's. dog sits on your lap. Rough Green, so confident that your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal to get you the first bag for free. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com, roughgreens.com. You just pay for the shipping, and then uh, if your dog loves it, your next bag will come in and start feeding, and you'll see a massive change in your dog. At least I did. Pat has as well. 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, live, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. I thought today, Friday after everything that's been going on we should talk about some good things happening um and uh i'm gonna kind of finish out the uh next hour with riley Gaines. she's the 12-time ncaa all-star american swimmer uh who's who's strangely not number one who's number one now uh, uh that was Aaliyah thomas oh who the guy yeah um, was 462nd in the men's division. But he but, is a great woman. Great woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Riley Gaines has been one of the, the people who have really stood up and just taken a beating for it. Um, I We're going to have her on the uh, program uh, today. Also, Joe Kennedy is coming up. Joe is the Bremerton High School assistant coach that won the Supreme Court case for the right to play. I can't believe he wanted his job back, but he did, and they gave it to him. Uh, he's back at his old job after seven years of fighting. 
Uh, it's an amazing story, and he is just happy as ever. Joe Kennedy is going to be joining us in a few minutes. And um, I wanted to I wanted to stop down, and I kind of want I kind of wanted our next guest to actually hear those interviews because he's in the throes of it right now. His name is Dr. Andrew Fox. He is a former Austin, Texas Fire Department chaplain, uh, and uh, he wrote a blog post explaining why he believes males should not compete in female sports, and they fired him. He's a chaplain. Hmm, that seems like freedom of speech and religion, but maybe that's just me. Dr. Andrew Fox, welcome to the program. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Where your accent does not sound Texan. Where are you, <laughs> where are you from? No, I, I was an immigrant from the United Kingdom, 1999, and mm. uh, now a citizen with my family. Wow. And you came here why? Religious workers visa. Uh, I came to uh, be a pastor in uh, Washington State. And uh, wow. so, you know, the die was cast. That's That's who I am. And that's what I'm known for. So, um, you know, when you came here, it was a different country than it is now. Oh, my goodness. 23 years ago, the welcome to uh, the United States to live here, work here, raise my family is now uh, completely different in my mind. 23 years later, not the same country I moved to. I'm sorry. Um, so you were working for the fire department and you were counseling families and and you know what what else did you do for the fire department well the role of a chaplain is a resource for crisis especially for those in uniform uh, men and women i didn't care how they identified or who they uh, associated with it was inclusive to everyone in uniform when you see death be it a car accident or a fire or something else and then you have to give death notices to those families you're dealing with uh, extreme situations that most people don't face regularly. So when there's a knock on the door, I didn't know we did this. There's a knock on a door. It's not just a cop or a fire fireman. You're told by a chaplain. Yeah, you're a, you, a mm. chaplain is accompanied by law enforcement. Uh, but yeah, that walk from the sidewalk to the front door, oh. you're about to change somebody's trajectory forever. You must... That must be horrible, that walk, every time. Well, as, as a Christian man, I, you know, I live in the grace of God to say the right thing and do yeah. the right thing and be yeah. a support to that family, uh, okay. no matter what their beliefs are. Okay, so you were um, writing on your own personal blog, correct? Correct. And you, what did you write? You, you wrote about women's sports, I did. I, the blog is called Willie Woke and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I question biological men competing against uh, women um, as a woman, that it was yet another attack on the beauty of what it is to be a woman. And uh, I offered um, arguments from all sides, citing uh, athletes that are heterosexual, not heterosexual, that identify differently. So a comprehensive view, not just a singular view. And I was uh, fired for it. What did they say to you? Well, the chief, the fire chief, 
first of all, told me that it wasn't his business to censor me in a private blog. Weeks later, um, I met with the representative of LBGTQ uh, to find out what offended them. And they couldn't tell me, but they were just offended. But they couldn't tell me what, what was wrong precisely. And shortly after that, I received a phone call telling me I was fired unless I wrote an open letter of apology for my mm. Christian beliefs. Good heavens, we have just, we've, we've slipped into madness, just madness. Um, so you probably, at least I hope, immediately called an attorney? I did. I called several attorneys, and as soon as the city of Austin was mentioned, they backed off uh, until one very old very, very old uh, attorney, um, he recommended the Alliance Defending Freedom, who are, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. They yeah. are a stellar group of people. They really are. They, we've, we, we are close to them. They are really amazing people. So they took on the case, and where does it stand? Um, right now, it is, it is the case is continuing to move forward. Uh, I believe next month we go into deposition, um, but still very much uh, um, alive and kicking and uh, uh, gathering momentum on both sides, uh, which, again, is, is not the country I moved to. It's a ridiculous uh, situation that I find myself in. I find it terrifying that you couldn't find an attorney to take that case quickly. No, no. As soon as they found out the details, they uh, uh, backed off. And uh, if it wasn't for the for the old boy that recommended Alliance Defending Freedom, I'd uh, you know I'd have my head in my hands. But uh, I'm I'm grateful for those who fight for freedom. It's uh, opened my eyes to a bigger horizon. It is. Um, it's remarkable that you know I I had uh, the best freedom of speech attorneys in the country. Uh, a firm in Washington D.C. They that's that's what they were known for, and they have defended me in in several uh, cases. And uh, at one point, about I don't know three four years ago, they we were in the middle of a case, and they said we can't take your case anymore. Hey, what are you talking about? And it was you know they said we just have to kind of keep the peace in the firm, and you know. But they were representing people like Google, and uh, they just didn't want to have my name associated with their firm. And I, I, I said to them, are you kidding me? Is the spirit of John Adams completely dead now? And it is. Yeah. It is. People, right. uh, you know, attorneys are afraid for their own career. And uh, you got nothing. If you don't have a government that respects the Bill of Rights— or attorneys that will stand for the Bill of Rights, you don't you don't have a country of freedom anymore. Right. And that's that's what I was asked. I was asked to write a a letter of apology or I'd be fired, but I you know, when you move to another country you put everything on the line and uh, I've been blessed in the work that I'm doing and uh, that I've done, but I was not prepared to put my character, my beliefs on the line and sell them short. And so I refused. And I, I think we need more voices that stand up and say, no, I am not going to do this. That's why I wanted you on today. Um, and I wanted to encourage you to continue to stand. And I, I'd be shocked if your case wasn't uh, 
wasn't overturned here. What what is do you want to go back to the fire department? I would like to be offered the position back. Yes, uh, I still have many, many, many friends in uh, the fire department. There's 1300 uniform personnel. And uh, again, I never asked um, about people's private lives. If they're wearing a badge and they need a chaplain, I serve them um, inclusively. And uh, that need is still there. Uh, I get calls still from battalion chiefs, captains, lieutenants, asking me to uh, come and visit their men and women. Um, Not at the fire station, because that's government property, but in their homes. So as a private citizen, I'm still in hospitals, homes, and uh, different places, uh, public places. Um, The need is still there. If you were living in England... Um, you'd probably be facing the same thing over in England and in Canada, you would as well. If this falls, where do you go? You know, I just got back from England from lecturing over there and uh, you're exactly absolutely right. What's happening here is happening there. Uh, Where do I go? Glenn, I can only say I can stand my ground. Uh, I'm a man of prayer. I'm a man of conviction. I didn't move to the United States to uh, uh, get a job. I had a job in England. I was uh, also in public ministry there. I moved here to contribute. It's my contribution to the country that welcomed me in. And I still want to contribute. And uh, for me, that is the United States of America. Uh, It's that opportunity. And uh, uh, when a government agency does this to you in such a short time, 23 years, it's it's wrong. I have no other words for it. It's wrong and it needs to change. Dr. Andrew Fox, thank you so much. You know, and I, I guess we've had Ryan on the phone the whole time. I didn't know this. Ryan Bangert, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't get to you. Um, but uh, Ryan is with the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, and uh, Ryan, what can we do to help? Hey, Glenn. The best thing you can do is go to adflegal.org, which is our website. We have profiles of all of our cases, including Dr. Fox's case, where we're fighting for his right to believe and his right not to be coerced by the government to uh, accept government orthodoxy. So all of our cases are there. Uh, ADFlegal.org, best place to access all of our resources. ADFlegal.org. You might want to write that down. You might also want to contribute now because you might need that at some point. Uh, ADFlegal.org. I appreciate all of the hard work that you guys do and the cases you do take on. This seems, Ryan, to be a pretty open and shut case, or have we really fallen even further than I thought we have? Well, you would think when it is an open and shut case. Uh, this is a situation where the government, in this case the city of Austin, is telling a citizen what to believe, how to think. The shocking thing about this case is the government demanded that Dr. Fox apologize for believing Christian orthodoxy and publishing that on his own private blog. And that was the condition of him keeping his job. And if the government can force Dr. Fox to do that, it can force anyone to do that. And that's why this case is so important. If the government can strip one citizen of their right under the First Amendment to believe and speak as they will, as they will then no one is safe. And so this case is tremendously important for that reason. Ryan Bangard, thank you so much. Dr. Andrew Fox, thank you. We'll be watching uh, this as it uh, develops. Sincerely, 
um, you might want to contribute because you might be on the receiving end of this at some point and sincerely write this down because you may need them at some point. Dr. Fox said, I called attorneys. I didn't know who to call. You call ADFlegal.org. Go there now. Help them see all of their cases. ADFlegal.org. All right. Uh, there is a problem with uh, ranching right now. We are losing our ranchers. There is a, I'm trying to find this, in the show prep today, there's a story about we are at the lowest level of cattle um, in the United States since like 1960. Is that a problem for anybody? Because I think we have more people than we had in 1960. Why is that happening? Because our farms are in peril. Our ranches are in peril. The EPA is coming after them. I mean, it is insane what is going on. And if you're somebody who just goes to the grocery store and picks out your meat, you're like, well, it can't be that bad because, I mean, there's meat there and, you know, it's got the little American flag on it. That's not American meat. It might say U.S. product, but it's not. It's crazy. And 80% of our meat, it comes from overseas. This has to stop or we won't have meat produced here. That's why I am so passionate about good ranchers. I want you to uh, go there, order um, a a box, subscribe, box of meat. You find the plan that's right for you. You get $20 off with the code back at goodranchers.com. When you subscribe, you're going to get free bacon for a year. 24 ounces of Applewood smoked bacon added to each box for a year. 100% American, high-quality bacon sourced from local farms. $200 worth of it over the course of the year. The offer is not going to last forever, so order now before it's gone. Remember, when you subscribe, you get Good Ranchers price lock guarantee. Your price will stay the same as long as you're subscribed. That's an amazing deal, especially when every indication is that meat's going to go up 15% yet again this year. GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're just uh, talking about some of the other things going on in the news. Uh, Netanyahu is uh, uh, not not necessarily um, uh, friendly anymore to the United States, and uh, neither is uh, Saudi Arabia. I mean, everybody's turning against us. I don't know if anybody notices that. Oh, they're going to heal all of our relationships. No, they've uh-huh. broken the world away from us. Um, but uh, Netanyahu just said to all of his emissaries, no contact with the United States, none, until this president calls me and uh, asks me to come and sit down with him in the White House to discuss things. No. Hey, I mean, he's very clear. Uh, the United States is not a friend to Israel anymore. It's, it's crazy. And what a stark contrast to when oh. Donald Trump was in office. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, All right. Uh, Coming up in uh, just a second, we're going to take a look at uh, the next bank bailout. Oh, and what Democratic congressman in California is saying about the uh, rescue of the Silicon Valley Bank. Um, Apparently we had to because this there were people that had jobs that they're going to cure cancer. And so we 
I mean, we mm. had to save them. <laughs> what? What? Okay. All right. I guess we're being run like, you know, a fourth grade class, and we're all the fourth graders going to the Glenn Beck program. Oh, oh, oh.